fans you are listening to holding the high line with rabbi in red my name is matt pollard it is thursday february 9th 2023 you might be surprised given you're hearing us uh for the second time this week uh earlier this week on tuesday before rabbi and i recorded i got to sit down with dave wagner over at centennial 38 dave i believe is the president at c38 um i know for a fact he's in leadership dave if i get your official title i apologize uh listeners you might know him a little bit better as the burgundy bishop or the pope of commerce city from his fun costume he wore for the thanksgiving playoff game a couple of years ago and then also on social media um dave and i are friends through um our mutual liking of the colorado rapids and of fulham fc we got talking a little bit in the off season about what was going on and we figured it was worthwhile to ultimately turn that into a podcast that would be informative for you the listeners regardless of whether or not you're in c38 believe it or not there's been a lot of positive action that has and will further come out from the Warner's op-ed that I posted on Burgundy Wave, um, and Dave and the supporters group have been working really closely with the club to try and improve things as far as the pregame atmosphere, other stuff that's going on, and providing a um, uh, an atmosphere or just an environment for the fans, regardless of whether or not you're in C38. Full disclosure, I am not a member of C38. Rabbi is not a member of C38. We break bread with the supporters group on the reg. They are a massive part of our audience with the podcast, with our listenership, with our subscribers as well. But obviously, Mark and I you know, are wearing the reporter hat on many a times. But um, Dave was super informative. There's a lot of good stuff, believe it or not, that's actually going to come out of what's happening in the stadium from a food and drink and an atmosphere standpoint stuff that's going on with the tailgate that's going to involve supporters again c38 or otherwise and other stuff that we've been wanting to happen at dsg for a number of years that the sg has gotten very very close to almost getting done on that there's a lot of really good tidbits in here there's some i I think we break some news so um without further ado here's my conversation with dave wigner on the state of supporters and supporters culture and what you can expect from a supporter standpoint regardless of whether or not you're in c38 or not in 2023 listeners rabbi and i will be back next week hey listeners you listen to holding the high line with rabbi and red my name is matt pollard and i'm here with the burgundy bishop the pope of commerce city himself dave wager dave thank you for the hospitality rabbi and i had a joke when he was still in denver i would come over and like get my to the extent that I cared about being around small, nerdy children who wanted to share their Pokemon cards with me, <laughs> I got that fix. And yeah. as someone who grew up in a cat household, I am surrounded by fur babies, and it's wonderful. Yeah, life changes quick. It was just supposed to be me and my dog in my house uh, until the end of time, and it ended up be, becoming me, my dog, my house, my girlfriend, her now 17-year-old daughter, 
uh, five cats, a fish tank, and there's probably some other things living in this house that I don't even know about. So okay, life changes quick. Any of the creatures have football-related names at all? Yeah, the new kitten, which we found in the alley, I f- saw him out my office window right after uh, Alexander Mitrovich scored the winner against Brentford. Let's go. A little black cat out in the alley, and I'm like, this kitten, I'm like, that doesn't belong there. And we brought him in. He wasn't chipped. He was still intact. He was four months old, no collar. Uh, got him scanned by the vet, um, put up some ads. Nobody claimed him. I got attached to him. So he is now officially Alexander Miatrovich. Miatrovich. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I finally got some naming rights around this house. Uh, the one-eyed cat, I wanted to name Snake Plissken because I'm old and I like old movie references. <laughs> but I got outvoted, and he's named like every other cat in this uh, country oh, from the last three years. His name is Loki. Okay. So. That's every cat. And as I noticed uh, just a minute ago, I think he's living up to his nickname, so you might actually have yes. a variant with you. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what his what his nexus, <laughs> what thing does he need to knock off to have his own nexus event. But uh, <sighs> listeners, know. if you have any good <clears throat> cat or dog rapids player pun names, feel free to feel free to tweet us on Twitter and everything. Yeah. So, um, Dave, let's get into it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's start with my favorite thing that C38 puts together: tailgate. What's new? What's different? What should I expect? Yeah, so the tailgate, uh, first and foremost, uh, we have had a really, really, really busy uh, fire hose level offseason. Um, a lot of people have stepped up to pitch in and help out. Uh, you know, Justin Sachs helps run the tailgate, um, our merch crew, our ticket crew. Uh, it's a pretty, in, a pretty intricate little organization we've grown into. Um, as you know, uh, as many of you may know, we, we started doing a little bit of an experiment last year with, with some live music. And we got a really, really positive feedback on that. So look for most of your Saturdays to have some live music to go with everything else we do. Uh, we're going to start bumping up, you know, changing up the food stuff. So we'll get a little bit more creative there, uh, doing more collaboration with the Mile High Locos. Um, and just kind of bringing our game, game level up for that, that pre, pre-game tailgate. Um, you know, specifically built around just more of a more of a pregame hype up experience. I mean, we're doing essentially what the Rapids tried to do with Burgundy Boulevard, but I think we're actually pulling it off. <laughs> I mean, they tried; it just didn't work. I mean, I just don't think they have the people they were reaching out to just weren't into it. Our people seem to have really responded. Um, you know, we've got some fun bands coming in. We've got a band, uh, just a whole spectrum of music coming in. We've got an alt country rock band coming in. Uh, we've got a band that does punk rock Disney covers. <laughs> Uh, Blink 90210 is coming back uh, with their 90s stuff. Watermelon Funk, which your head will bop and you don't even know why. And they'll be like, oh, wait, it's because there's a groove going on. Um, you know, we're, we're, gonna, we're looking at a, another cumbia band for the 4th of July uh, to get a little bit of a Latin flavor uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, and the other thing is, is with, with a, the scheduled later kickoffs, we might have a little bit extra time to, to have a little bit of fun out there. Uh, the other thing, which I think is really Really, really important is we're going to see players back at the tailgate. Obviously not players in the 18, uh, although, you know, I think they used to do that in the 70s. I think Georgie Best would be out there in a heartbeat, but um, I'm old, but I'm not that old. But uh, Listeners, we will not be. I don't know. If Sean St. Lenzer wants to show up, it's fine. He's got a permanent, permanent invitation. <laughs> But I don't know that we would have wanted him there in 2015. Although I, I, I think he, I think he could still put in a, a, a good shift with a with a couple pints in him. No comment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're gonna have some players come out uh, to say hey to folks. Uh, we're also gonna, you know, we're really proud of the the cultural um, impact we've had on the team and the feedback we've actually gotten from the players themselves about our our man of the match or 
And we're probably going to do a little bit more um, to elevate that. And I think one of the things you'll see is, is at the tailgate, we're probably going to raise a pint to the man of the match or and let people really kind of embrace it and get be more aware of its existence uh, in, in, on a more intimate level, like actually realizing it's at the tailgate, you can come take a look. And then that, that player will end up taking to the stadium, and then we're going to do something in stadium with it uh, during the, you know, before the game and during the game, and, of course, do something fun with it um, for the presentation at the end of it. So, but, yeah, the tailgate's just going to keep going up another level. Uh, we brought it up a little bit l- last year. We're going to uh, triple down on that this year. Um, I think it'd be crazy not to stop by and try it out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Dave, inflation is a thing that is affecting a lot of aspect of things. I've heard from a number of season ticket holders who've been disappointed with their location and prices going up. Um, and still going to be a reasonable price for the bus, tailgate, everything? Yeah, so bus prices are staying the same. Tailgate is going to go up uh, from 10 bucks to 12 bucks, but let's, let's do the math, right? Uh, 12 bucks gets you all you can eat. We're doing halal hot dogs. We're doing the pizzas. We're doing specialty items. You're going to have live music. You're going to have not just beer, but you're going to have cider and you're going to have seltzers, uh, plus all the non-alcoholic drinks for three hours. Um, I don't, you can, you couldn't find a better deal on a soup line. Nope. Um, match tickets, uh, our season ticket prices, um, five and nine game packs, we've kept those on a price per game, uh, freeze. So they cost more overall because of the, the, uh, competition with, uh, Liga MX this year. Uh, those games are included. Um, but the price per match is the same as it was last year, as it was the year before. We actually dropped prices two years ago, uh, or excuse me, going into last season. So, um, single game tickets are going to go up a little bit, uh, just to cover some of the, uh, some of the offs, some of the, uh, extra expenses, but we're not really trying to make money. We're trying to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're a co-op, co-op anyways. I mean, that whatever revenue is generated just goes right back into the group to do stuff. Uh, for example, uh, Two weeks ago, we, you know, took over the party pit over at a mammoth game and C38 was able to subsidize that and keep, you know, keep the prices at half of what it would have cost folks, you know, um, to go out there and have a good time and watch some lacrosse, the fastest game on two feet. If you're from the Northeast, <laughs> uh, I have my thoughts on that, but, um, yeah, so like just doing stuff like that, um, you know, uh, taking care of some, some fun events for folks. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Warners posted something on Burgundy Wave that got a lot of interaction <laughs> on social media and everything. I don't, I don't know how much you're allowed to say, Dave. I don't know how much no, you want to talk. Ha, has there been a positive response from the club on that? What could be changing? Well, a lot of what he had talked about is actually in the works. And there is – I'm going to miss stuff in this, in this chat because – and I sent you kind of a list mainly to remind me. Um, I'm going to miss stuff in this list because we have gotten – about 10 years of cultural build and things we had talked about with the front office over the last decade, it's kind of all crossed the line into getting done in a matter of about two months. And it's been a, you know, I, I, I'm going to use the phrase fire hose uh, quite a few times uh, during this little chat. Uh, it's been just an absolute rush of, of stuff getting, getting fixed the Rapids are fully aware of the cultural issues and the lack thereof in that stadium. And they had a bunch of stuff in play, but then COVID hit. Budgets got changed. So everything that's going to happen this year was supposed to be two years ago. Some of it actually a little bit uh, longer than that. Um, so, yeah, to, Juan, to Juan's article, and I may or may not have gotten a few phone calls on that. <laughs> but that's the nature of the beast. Um, you know, 
uh, to, to that point, um, you know, Juan was able to point out some things, uh, that, that he was actually in the room on and had talked about with the front office. I was in the room too. Um, uh, but you know, I, I think, uh, there had been a lapse in communication and, and I think he got frustrated and pointed some stuff out. Now there is some stuff in there, uh, that he wrote about, I mean, um, that was, was not part of that conversation that, that we've, you know, I've had conversations with the front office before and, and they've tried to wrangle that. You know, the, the, the outreach with, with, uh, Spanish speaking fans has always been a bit of a challenge. Um, I, I think for, for the front office, I think for the league as a whole. Um, I mean, I think the biggest example of, of the ball being dropped by Major League Soccer is we're going to be able to embrace, or the Mexican fan base is going to embrace us because we're going to get a team and we're going to name it Chivas. Yeah, <clears throat> that only works if you're an actual fan of Chivas in Mexico. Uh, Club America fans are not going to go see a team named Chivas. Yes. Um, or you know, you know, so there's been some some challenges there. I know the Rapids are pretty sensitive to it. I know their head of uh, media is is. You know, Spanish speaking, Mexican American. I mean, these, these are not, um, situations that they're not aware of, that they're not mm-hmm. working on. So, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, Juan touched on a lot of points of things that were already kind of in the pipeline being worked on. And, and it's not a lack of awareness by the front office. They'll be first to tell you that, uh, you know, they get the, the after game reports from their season ticket holders and they get, they know, they know the food selection there has been a challenge. They know that the bar feels like a cafeteria. Uh, they know that everybody wants many, many donuts back, uh, and frisbee dogs at halftime. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's not a lack of awareness. It's just, you know, you had a major pandemic that really interrupted the flow. And unfortunately, I mean, even with, even without that, it would have been nice if this stuff, you know, uh, hadn't bubbled up, uh, to, to the point where, like it probably should have been solved years ago, but again, we know, you know, there's some challenges with, mm-hmm. with some financing from KSC. The Rapids are a professional sports team, but they don't draw the revenue of like an avalanche or a, or a nuggets, you know, they don't have the, you know, if the, if the, if the Rapids played inside ball arena, which would be really strange, uh, I'm, I'm sure we wouldn't have as many of the complaints because you get like the, the mammoth benefit from the fact that they play in the same stadium of, of two of the big four uh, leagues, uh, league teams that are in town. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of good. I think it's good that, that Juan started a conversation. I think there were some things in the comments of that, of that article that he wrote that you guys posted up. Uh, I think that's where the strength of that article is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, th- I think it's frustrating for everyone. Um, you know, when you see the comments of sell the team or move the team downtown, like you just got to, Look, you got to fight the fights that you can actually have a chance to win, and that's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if it does, great. Not not selling the team necessarily. I mean, I know everybody likes to talk about how Stan's the worst owner in in the world. He's not even the worst owner in Denver. And yeah, I'm talking to you, Rockies fans. Um, but you know, he it's it's his team. He's he's allowed to run it. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, he owns it. But um, moving the team downtown, I mean, you're talking. It, it, today's property prices and it's, it, it would cost more to move the team than what the franchise is worth. Right. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but there is stuff in there. There was some comments. Somebody made a comment once. Uh, one of the comments was, you know, when you get close to the stadium, you don't feel like they own the area. Like, you know, there should be a perimeter that everything around that perimeter, you know, you're getting close to Dick's Sporting Goods Park, whether it's signs and stores, billboards, stuff like that. I think there's some value there. And I think, you know, after talking to some folks in the front office um, and them having read the comments, I, I, I think they got some value out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they were a little upset. Uh, <laughs> nobody likes to be criticized, and I think I think that affected them a bit. 
but the, the fact of the matter is it stuff most of the stuff that was in that article was actually already stuff that's work in progress. So um, at the end of the day, I think what matters is that the match day experience is going to go up uh, exponentially from what it was last year in a very short period of time. I agree. Um, If someone at the club is listening to this, and I know there's at least several of you, um, Omar Gonzalez, the communications director, has my number, and I'd be happy to speak to you on or off the record about anything that we're talking about from a supporter standpoint. Yeah, and um, one thing I want to clarify, and I, I get I get kind of called out a little bit this by some of the you know ultras and purists. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a misconception about the front office not caring. Yes, and it is a massive misconception. I have had the privilege of watching games with the former and current team president. I can assure you, not caring isn't an issue. <clears throat> uh, you don't actually want to watch games with those guys because. <laughs> They're so plugged into it and so wound up by it. Um, it's, it's funny. I mean, I know there's, uh, there's been some stories that I, I probably can't really share, but, um, uh, passion and lack thereof is not, not the issue. Um, and that goes all the way down. Um, I know Omar works his tail off. I know Al- Alex doing the uh, video, visual media, you know, Caitlin's helping with the marketing side, uh, Sully, the ticket crew. These guys really genuinely bleed burgundy and blue. Occasionally we, we step on each other's toes because there's, a, you know, can be some cultural ambiguities between the supporters culture and, and the, the culture of support from the front office. But, but lack of passion, lack of hard work, lack of interest, lack of caring. Every one of those arguments are false. Yes. Hands down. Never <laughs> seen an example of it where it's, where, where I thought there might be some accuracy in there. It's just flat out wrong. Yeah. So we've all got bosses. We all have finite resources in time and money. And yeah. I think we can acknowledge that as well. Um, yeah. So you mentioned there's so many things I want to talk to. Uh, yeah. What I want to mention. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. I'm- <laughs> um, so, uh, so you mentioned, obviously, um, you were on some of the Apple TV plus content. Um, yeah. how, how much is the organization, you, other people, going to be involved in what's going up on there? Well, it, you know, it's funny. So... Um, it was it was challenging because because the timing that the league put on that uh, really created a problem. I I was I'm, I'm always honored to be to be you know uh, to be able to to get on a camera or a podcast or like this and talk about this group and and the people within it and and what and the hard work they put in um, and also to talk about the team because obviously I'm not doing this because I have a passing interest in the Burgundy but <laughs> uh, but you know it. The timing of it, based on the league, um, they they hit us up mid December. You know, bet- well between uh, between Thanksgiving and mid September, I had COVID. Everybody else is swamped, so we were hoping to get a couple other folks on there, but nobody could. We just couldn't get it on the calendar. Uh, I was able to peel some time off and get over there because uh, I, you know, I I get pulled into a lot of these things, and I'm flattered by it. I'm honored by it. I'm always willing to do it. Always happy to do it. Um, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot more, I'm not, there's a lot more people in this group than just myself. I Mm -hmm. I get to be sort of, I'm sort of face forward a lot on a lot of things. Uh, but there's so many people behind the scenes on that. So I was a little bummed that I couldn't get, get it to work for for other people's schedules, but it just, it, it is what it is. Uh, it helped because I quit one of my jobs. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that, that helped make a lot of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was great getting on that. There's going to be a lot more stuff like that coming. Um, you know, one of the things the Rapids, I think, have always done well. I think their media content's great. You know, that's one, like, with Juan's article, that's where him and I might argue a little bit. I know he gets frustrated because they don't cover the, the, the warts. 
but that's kind of not really what that material's meant to be. Um, they're, they're more or less hype videos, but, um, but I know where he's coming from and what he's trying to say. But, um, and if you hear scurrying in the back, just go to the beginning of this podcast and there's a lot of animals. Yeah, I think the, the orange tabby had a little bit of red mist. Well, in there. it's also around dinner time. Oh, I see. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, so that was fun. I, I had kind of forgotten about it because I've been a little bit busy, uh, with all the off season work we're doing, uh, you know, and a day job. Um, and, uh, somebody, just somebody pinged me and said, Hey, Mr. Apple TV. And I'm like, what? And I had to kind of look it up. I'm like, Oh, that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's always funny when you do, uh, you know, video content, you sit there and you do about an hour interview and they use about 12 seconds. But, yeah. uh, but you know, Hey, I got to put my burgundy pants on. I was happy about that. Okay. Do you think there's, do you think C38 is going to be involved in more of, you know, as they get into like the ritual and all the other um, evergreen content? Yeah, I, I do believe so. I think the Rapids and I think, I, you know, we have a really good relationship with the front office um, from a partly because of, you know, just the business relationship and the way we buy our season tickets, which is really unique in the space uh, with, with MLS supporters, uh, the support we've had from the, from the, from the team uh, on a lot, on, on a lot of the things we do. Um, but, uh, you know, that's also like for the folks that are listening that are wondering like, Hey, I got C38 tickets. Where's my Apple you know, TV subscription? It's coming. But because of the uniqueness of our relationship, it's just taking a little bit more time. They have to do a lot of manual entry and stuff. Um, but you know, that's really what we've been working with the team overall as a whole in the off season is, is, is trying to help with the culture in the stadium. And part of that is, you know, media content like with Apple TV. So I would fully expect to see a lot more stuff in the pipeline with that. And, and it's fun to do. And, and I, I'm hoping not to be on it because I, I think there's other folks that really need to be featured that are working their tail off to, to make this group go. Okay. Not sure if you're ready to talk about this, Dave, or, sure. you know, with off, off the record. Um, I'm a beer stuff, man, so we're good. Okay. Stuff inside the stadium that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Could we start? Yeah, so uh, the, the elephant in the room, um, you know, this came up, popped up a little bit on Twitter. It was a good chance to kind of engage some folks that are our neighbors. You know, we're, we're, we had a really successful year of filling our section last year. Part of that is we kind of started collaborating with the front office because they have an actual, you know, paid, paid to be their ticket team. Our ticket folks kill it. But, you know, we're all volunteers. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do is what we're trying to do is get people to come out to the games and then have fun, you know, and then get them to come back again. And so the Rapids were able to take a lot of stuff and convert folks into regular regular season ticket holders in there. Some of those through us, some of them those through them. The bottom line between both parties, both us and the front office, is they don't care about who, where someone buys their ticket, they care that they're at the game. Mm -hmm. We, we both want the section filled. And so what was happening last year is we were more or less sold out in the majority of the games uh, of the, in the year last year in our section in a season where we were just 117 or just 117. Okay. Well, 108, 108s. Yeah. Joe kills it over there. Okay. Joe, Joe kills it over there. So they're, they're, they're pretty sold up in there, but, from the supporters, from the the uh, old school traditional standing supporters, and um, we've run out of room, and you know, so we needed to expand. So we've been working for a while now uh, on what that's going to look like. So the opening day of the season, it's going to look the same. 
the second match of the season, this, the, the terraces are going to look a lot different. You're going to see, uh, paint on the walls, uh, to, to reflect the team colors. Uh, you're going to see, uh, railings, uh, the seats pulled in 116 with railings put in just like, just like 117. So we're doubling our space. We're going to be a little tighter behind goal to let, you know, uh, Willie Yarbrough or whomever, because apparently we're in the hunt for other, other keepers. And we're going to hopefully be able to provide a little bit more, uh, vocal support for them. And when the away goal is there, opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, um, yeah, so we're going to have a little bit more of a real estate footprint. Um, there's some other surprises we got up our sleeve that aren't quite across the line yet. And I don't want to jinx it. Uh, but, uh, it's going to look a little, it's, it's, it's something you see a lot in say USL matches mm-hmm. or Portland. Uh, that we haven't had at Commerce City for various reasons. Right. That yeah. Could. Yeah. It's, it's fire marshal related. We'll call it that. Okay. But that's one of those things, um, that we're hoping to have. And, and most of you should be able to read between the lines of what we're talking about. I just don't want to jinx it by saying it. Uh, but the, the front office, stadium ops and KSC have worked their ass off to help us get that across the line. So I, I really, one of the things I want to do is give, give credit where credit's due, uh, both within our supporters community and, and then those that have helped the supporters. So, um, so we're hoping to have that in place by opening day. Uh, the only obstacle we had was the fire marshal and he's capitulated uh, a little bit. And, uh, so now knock on wood. Uh, bring some goggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, extra capo stand in front of 116. Working or? on that right now. The capo <laughs> stand will be right in the middle of the two sections. We're working on a, a build because buying a capo stand that fits the dimensions that we want um, is prohibitively expensive. So we're trying to work with uh, work with some folks in the construction space to help create something. So it'll be unique. Maybe we get an engineer out there too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the hope is to get something that's about the same uh, depth and height as the current capo stand, but about 15, 20 feet long so that we can have two, two of our capos up there being able to move around and engage the crowd more. Could well, work on some live load bearings for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, is interaction uh, with the team. You know, the or the man of the match or is an is a very organic uh supporters award that we're really, really proud of. And it's it, one of the most flattering things you can ask for as a supporter is when the players acknowledge it and appreciate it. So they they wanted to engage with us more um after the game. So instead of just having the or, you know, Jackie Price has always walked the or in and then they sit it on the sideline or whatever. So what they're gonna do now is they're actually gonna bring the or back to the capo stand. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to run it. We're going to either run it up the section or we're going to pass it up the section. And there's going to be a wall mount for it on another base door. So it's going to be the cross doors like in our, in our traditional, um, formal logo. And it's going to be on the wall of the new bar. Yeah. New bar. Um, <clears throat> we're going to decafeteria that thing. Um, and, uh, we're going to get that mounted up there. There's going to be someone up there from security to make sure nobody messes with it. But we really want everyone in the stadium to have a chance to see the artwork that our designers are doing. I mean, these are all individually hand painted, all custom, all unique. We don't duplicate designs. No ore that has ever existed yes. has ever been replicated. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what well, we'll just hope not. We might hit you. If we do this for another 20 years, we might hit for the cycle. And if you're still interviewing me in 20 years, something went really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, uh, so there's gonna be a little bit more ceremony with that. And we're, we're going to acknowledge the handoff of the ore from the team to us at the beginning of the game. We'll probably do something like the Icelandic clap. I know that's not for everybody, but it's an easy one for everybody else in the stadium to participate. We really want to embrace everyone in the stadium more this year. 
Uh, and then what we'll probably be doing, you know, we're looking at doing a, a 38 minute chant. Uh, because we are the 38th state. That's just not being egotistical is, is C38. Um, but also getting the fans involved with that more. And at the end of the game, when we do the man of the match, the team, this was actually a request from the players on the team. They're like, hey, what would you guys like to do? They're actually going to come over with the man of the match winner all as a group, and they asked to sing with us. So we'll probably be wrapping up the games a little bit Mountain Roads. Um, with the team. So at the end of the game, we invite everybody in the stadium that's not in the opposing section um, to come over and, and have a sing-along with us and uh, just come down down to the terraces. We're going to have the extra real estate so there'll be room and, and celebrate this with, 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 uh, with the man of the match and the team as a whole and sing Mountain Roads with us. We'd love to have you. If not in the section, sing it from wherever you're at. But it's worth sticking around for us. It's a really wonderful opportunity to to get close to the players. And that's one of the things that I think is such the attraction to MLS. And also like even in the lower leagues in, in USL and, and um, next, what is it? MLS next. Yes. I'm I should probably, next should probably know that next yes. pro. Um, players are accessible. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's an accessibility. Yeah. It's, I always equate it to like the, the, the 1950s Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, these are, these are just guys, they don't make enough money yet to ignore you. They're still down to earth uh, or even like 1980s hockey players. Um, I'd like to think they're smarter than 1980s hockey players. So. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we're going to really celebrate that. And, you know, the nice thing about where we're mounting the ore on, on the wall at the new bar is, you know, we've been given some, uh, some wall space there that we're going to, we're going to custom design. Uh, you know, uh, the, the vendor that's going to be in there is somebody that's, it's a local Colorado beer company. It's not New Belgium. It's not Odell's. You guys can, you, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it soon. They just, they haven't got the contracts formally done yet, but it's a done deal. Uh, but they're going to build it out. They're going to make it feel like a bar. Uh, there's a new food vendor that's going to be in there that I think everybody's going to enjoy, uh, that is not frozen fish and chips. Uh, you know, we all miss GB's. I think everybody admits that that was a mistake. Uh, but we are going to have a local, local food vendor in there that you guys will recognize, uh, that, you know, it's not Applebee's. Um, but it's some, it's a company based in Colorado, not Chipotle. <laughs> not, not illegal pizza, although that would be fun. I love illegal pizza. Uh, no, no slide on Chipotle, but, um, yeah, so, so that experience and, and we're working on some stuff for after the game in the bar, uh, that, that should hopefully help the fan experience out. Yes, we have put in a formal request for the return of mini donuts. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we're not sure why they're not there anymore. The front office didn't know either because they don't actually handle the vendors. That comes from the mothership at, at Ball Arena. Mm -hmm. uh, the scrotum, whatever you want to call it. Um, the sack. What do we What do we call it? Is it it's got to have a name. Well, like, just the ball. Is, is it just the ball? I just the ball. Yeah. yeah. I have to tell you, um, a total random aside. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Bernie Way has been going well, folks. Yeah. I'll hopefully have an update, uh, certainly by Valentine's Day, maybe, on what our future potentially looks like, or at least the the not negative thing that could happen, but like the amount of engagement that we've gotten is way up from like non-Rapids fans who mm -hmm. are interested as well. I don't know if that's just because, you know, that news dump came out that Friday yeah. and yeah. then all the fans from all the other teams followed all of the other SB Nation <laughs> sites as well. But like, Dan, I've gotten, Dave, I've gotten probably 10 tweets each on fans of other MLS teams that didn't know that PIDS was one of the Rapids' nicknames yeah. and didn't know that we referred to Dick's Sporting Goods Park just as the Dick. Yeah, I call it the Fallus Palace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm old and I don't 
don't care anymore about offending, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not quite at that old seven-year-old range where I can just say whatever I want, but I'm getting closer And nobody to cares it. and kind of right. just lets it go? Right. Okay. So, um, anyways, but yeah, the... Um, yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. Rapids don't control right. what's going on from a stadium situation. That comes from the mothership they yeah. haven't had full control of. That affected GB Fish and Chips departure. Yeah. That could positively be affecting new scran options we have in the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, is like everybody's on the same page right now. So we've been meeting. We we had our initial meeting with the Rapids front office back in July. Um, I've met with Rapids officials. I've also met with officials from over at KSC. Uh, folks that had started with the Rapids, you know, the one thing about being in this role as long as I have been is I've seen all these, a lot of people, we have a lot of, uh, allies over at KSC that have been promoted up. And, and we, and I haven't offended them enough yet to where they quit talking to me. So, <laughs> so KSC's on the same page. Sponsorship's on the same page. Sponsorship is, is who handles the vendors. And that's, that's at KSC at the mothership. Uh, the Rapids front office, everybody's, everybody is aligned. And I, I have not experienced this. In the 11 years of leadership with C38 and the one with uh, the former group that I was leadership with, with Bulldog Supporter Group, I've never seen it disaligned. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest we can come to it is when is is back in 2012 when we had the issues that popped up in the terraces that led the three groups to unify and in the in the effort that Tim Henchy put behind that to 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 fix the problems we were having with security and then and then thus was born C38 because we realized as individual supporters groups that we could actually do more together. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and you know, shout out to all the all the OGs that helped out with that. Mark Bodmer, Matt Baumgartner, uh, Mike Templeton, uh, Dave Cleland, um, and so on and so on and so on. And, oh, and Cindy, um, you know, on the original board, it was a lot of work. But the the unified front right now has helped get past some of the issues we've had with stadium ops in the past. Uh, it's it's helped get around some of the issues that they're having with, with that they that they've had some of the bureaucratic things that would normally happen in a company that's the size of KSC. Um, a lot of the barriers have come down. A lot of stuff's getting done, and uh, it's it's been a lot of work by a lot of people um, uh, from C38 side. So um, if you see anybody from C38 uh, and you like what happened, uh, you know buy them a buy them a beer. Uh, we do drink one or two of those at a time. Do we want to pause, Dave? One of our no, it's okay. Okay, um, uh, listeners. Uh, one of the cats had a a little bit of it's an hourly occurrence. <clears throat> okay, and it was also on the hardwood, not the carpet, which yep. I can attest to was easier to clean up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that through. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Power through. Um, we've mentioned the ore a few times. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with the ore foundation? What's new? What's different? Yeah. So yeah, oh, that's another thing to tell you. See, I told you I was going to forget stuff, so I'm glad I sent you a list. So the ore foundation, what we're going to do is we really need to resuscitate that and and help people understand that we we don't just show up to drink beer and sing songs. Um, so we we do have somebody helping take lead on that, uh, Jackie Woods. Uh, she's great, and she, we're what we're going to do is we're going to be featuring a charity every month. Um, that, you know, we'll, we'll give, uh, give some information on during, uh, through social media during game weeks. And then they'll be present at our tailgates, um, to be able to kind of talk to people about what they do. So some of the places we're going to work with are Urban Peak, uh, that we're looking to work with, like Urban Peak. We've worked with, um, other, other charities in the past. We've done coat drives, sock and underwear drives, Volunteers of America's, you know, usually who benefit from that. Um, so yeah, so keep an eye out for, uh, more cross promotion of us, like putting 
more awareness of some of the charitable organizations in, in, in our community that to kind of get back to some of our base roots uh, and, and that word, you know, that keyword being community. It's not just about soccer. It's about how, how we can possibly help affect some change through our community, our soccer community and the community as a whole. So we're really excited about that. And Jackie's already crushing it with, with getting stuff in order. One thing, Dave, looking at, I've got various notes here, folks. You'd love to see the setup and everything. Uh, Dave, I think you mentioned it was 116 earlier, but in your notes you had 118. Just to Oh, confirm. yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, for anybody that's in 116 and thought they just <clears throat> lost their seats, no, it's 118. 118. <laughs> it's, it's some folks got moved to 116, like Rapid Sport and Legion and Gentleman Jim, or Judgmental Jim. Had a good conversation with him. Um, I need to, I want, I'm looking forward to meeting the guys at, at uh, over in uh, with the Rapids Foreign Legion. I mean, ultimately, we know that toes are going to get stepped on with this move, and you know, I I hate that. Um, you know, even when we moved to the to the south side in the first place, people were displaced. People that had seats next to us were were affected. You know, that it's we're not unaware that there's you know collateral damage with mm-hmm. a move. We're not unaware that there's collateral damage with an expansion. And, and, you know, I'm happy to talk to anybody to do whatever we can to soften the blow. Um, you know, Jim, you know, Jim was all, he, he was wonderful to chat with. Um, you know, it's him and his, his older father. They just can't, he was willing to be like, Hey, I'll just stay here and stand. I told him I'd get him a space wherever he wanted it. If he wanted to be in front, he's got a space in front. We'd sort him out. But, it, you know, I know I, I, I'm, I'm older. I'm not ancient yet but mm-hmm. i mean i don't even stand for 90 <clears throat> minutes anymore so so i get it but um so they were able to relocate them and, and get stuff together i mean i guess this is the benefit of the rapids not necessarily being you know a team that has you know some of the phenomenal attendance you see at other stadiums like austin or portland um is it you know they didn't have to move that many folks yeah in that area because these those are not considered premium seats although i always like in any sport i'm in i always sit on the end Mm-hmm. See the game better that way. Yeah. Okay. So we mentioned War Foundation. Um, what else is there? Um, do we want to talk about what potential activities and things could be available to fans after games that want to hang out? Yeah, we're working on. Give me one second. Okay. We got to reload the chamber. Yes. Um, I should point out, listeners, we are currently uh, drinking stag beer, um, which some of you might not be familiar with. Nobody is familiar with this. It is a very, very local St. Louis industrial beer. They're a big. They're called the Golden Tickets because it's a beautiful gold can, and uh, it's sugar-free as beer can be as their marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. It's a very low sugar beer. This it's a, is it's, like, a, it's a crusher. Yes, far more indie and esoteric in the soccer space than in yeah. the St. Louis space than even boulevards as well. And yeah. I've had trouble finding boulevards out here, Dave. I don't oh, know about you. Well, I don't. So, in full disclosure. Boulevard is a Kansas City beer, and I'm a St. Louis guy, and St. Louis guys don't like Kansas City shit. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Now, uh, Shapley, I'll talk to you about Schlafly. Okay, I can't find Schlafly out no, here either. Schlafly's so. not out here, but, but yeah, we both have, uh, Matt and I both have some St. Louis ties. I, I'm from there. He went to grad school out there, uh, so we've, we've had some good conversations on reminiscing and all the wonderful things St. Louis that everybody else hates. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, after the game... Um, you know, what we're trying to do is, is working with the front office, working with Legends, uh, who runs the concessions, and an Oscar Blues is on the same page with this. Oh, leak. Uh, <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. No, it's okay. 3609. Um, are we leaving, are we leaving that in, Dave? Maybe. <laughs> Accidents happen. 
the beer vendor or the beer company that uh, the the brewing company uh, that is taking over the bar is also on the same page. We're trying to get a a uh, fan friendly price after game price for concessions okay. to get people to hang out because one of the other things is going to happen after the game. We're not just having players at the tailgate. We've asked to have players at the bar after the game to come meet and greet fans. We really, really uh, have worked with the front office, and, and these are not all our ideas. These are collaborative ideas. I, I don't by any means want to take credit for this stuff for a couple of reasons. One, it's unfair. Two, it might fail, and I don't want to be responsible for it. <laughs> but, you know, so we, we, you know, we kicked a lot of tires, and one of them was, you know, was that what we had talked about earlier, the intimacy that you have as an MLS fan with access to players. And, and um, that's something that's kind of gone away. Over the last, you know, well, obviously during COVID years, but it's kind of been lost a little bit. And it used to be, it, it used to be really commonplace. You go to the soccer pub to watch El Clasico and, you know, uh, Omar, Omar Cummings would be there. Cascade be there. Like a lot of the boys would be there, uh, watching the game with you. And not as a player, friends. they just wanted to watch football, watch mm-hmm. proper football. Um, and these guys are the same way. It's just, the, the the bridge got a little bit disconnected and and um and now that bridge is being built back and I, you know we we it it goes back to that nineteen fifties Brooklyn Dodgers vibe where the players that you celebrate between seven and ten o'clock uh, you know in in the stadium are at the same bars after the game mm-hmm. and on off nights they're having family dinners at the same restaurants you eat at and so trying to get back to that intimacy of of player access so. Yeah, there's gonna be player appearances at the at the at the bar after the games. Hopefully, some um, some uh, fan friendly pricing. Um, if if you've gone to a game at SKC, which is uh, Kansas City on the uh, wrong side of the state of Missouri, um, no other pub with with the sixth rate barbecue. Uh, they have the supporters pub, and they do like three dollar beers, two dollar hot dogs because they really want want the fans to really have a full day and evening at the stadium. So we take care of it on the front end with our tailgate, and so the hope is we can kind of uh, polish off the back end a little bit at, at the at the new bar. Um, so just another thing that we're really excited about and, 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 and happy to have been able to take part in, in helping elevate that is, is something that we wanted to see that we think. And this, again, it's not really just – this is not exclusive to supporters. This is just fan experience as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I was a kid going to a motocross – I don't even think, I don't think it's called, it's like GT motocross, like road bikes, not dirt bikes. None of these, these guys all had day jobs. These are just normal dudes. But I was like 12 and you're getting autographs from these guys and you're over the moon. Everybody, no matter what level soccer you're at, what level football you're at, if you're USL, MLS, Next Pro, if you're seven, eight, nine years old and you're meeting a player that you just watched on the pitch, every one of them are Lionel Messi. Every yeah. single one of them is Lionel Messi. Yeah. So being able to create that, is is great for you know the adult fans, but ultimately, kids, man, I love seeing the kids have the access, the opportunity to have that access because they'll, they, it's really about them. Everything everything we do with sports is about them. Well, and selling you know beer and underwear, mm-hmm. but that's the business side. <laughs> so, um, speaking of St. Louis away yep. trips, anything yeah. in the books right now? What can I expect? Again, glad you, I'm, you did your homework. Thank you very much. <laughs> So we've got a viewing party. Uh, our regular viewing parties are still be at the Celtic on Market. They will have the Apple TV package, so the games will be on, uh, and it'll, you know, legally. <laughs> and um, 
And we have a couple of way, to, you know, away days sort of planned. Uh, we are working on an away trip. We might have um, some subsidies for that to help keep the cost low. I don't know where that's going to be or when it's going to be. That conversation is still in the works. Uh, but we will have. We're going to do um, a brewery on April eighth. Uh, we're not. We haven't yet. We're not yet announcing that because that could possibly be an away trip because that's Kansas City and that's one of the more accessible ones. Mm-hmm. But more than likely, uh, any away trip uh, will be later in the season. Um, in where we, you know, get a bus together or do something to subsidize some travel. Uh, but so April 8th, uh, in the barrel room on 35th and Brighton at uh, Great Divide is on the books. Uh, there'll be some drink specials. We're going to have a lot of fun. And since we're playing Kansas City away, and since I've already made a comment about Kansas City barbecue, we're going to get a Texas barbecue food truck out there. Not my first choice, but nobody does Memphis barbecue out here. So, um, or Carolina for that matter. I've, I've grown to love brisket, not the burnt ends, because who burns fat and calls it delicacy? But um, sporting Kansas City supporters, apparently. Allegedly. What, what, what else can we do to piss them off right now? <laughs> Not that there's any of them listening right Rivalries now. Rivalries are born out of many things, and I will I will uh, carry the cross of starting one with Kansas City any day I can. Uh, and then on July 1st, we're finalizing details, but we're going to load up a bus. Uh, we're going to offer a bus uh, from the Celtic, and we're going to head up the hills and have a casino day. Uh, right now, we're working out uh, details, and we get some overnight room rates for folks that want to just kind of go up there on their own and stay the night. But uh, watching the game in the sports book, having some time up there with transportation there, uh, there and back provided. Uh, so that's another one that's in the mix. So those are the two that are, uh, that are um, a done deal. We're going to work on a couple more. Um, and then, of course, we'll still be at the Celtic doing our thing. Uh, please feel free to come out and join us on February 26th for the, uh, for the away opener. Uh, we will have a very good uh, good time out there. We're, we're working on some stuff with some vendors to get some uh, – some giveaways, uh, both uh, you know, with, with uh, in the beverage sense, and also some uh, great little Rapids paraphernalia uh, that I've got boxes and boxes of that were donated to us by uh, from Jim Kopic. Um, Jim Co. Man, guy is a rock star. He collected every single thing the Rapids ever produced over their entire uh, history. Uh, if anybody wants a VHS tapes of every MLS game for the first 10 years, uh, every Rapids game for the first 10 years, please let me know. I've got a box of those, too. <laughs> uh, I should point out, listeners, uh, Apple TV said I um, said they're they're going to have archives going back to 2019, and they're working – they're going to work their way back to – I don't know if yeah. you've heard this necessarily. Well, maybe I should so. send Apple the, 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 <clears throat> the videos. Okay. So in any case, so the plan is before the end of the year yeah. to have every single archive game through 2019 available. Yeah. So Rapids fans, you want to go back and watch anything from 2021 that's available and periodically work their way back. 2121 and half of 2022 are great watching. Yes. The road, so, the away half of 2022, we don't need to. Remember. Um, they they suggest. I have heard, folks, um, the the. The, the ideal plan is to eventually have a full, proper archive of everything. This, I don't know that there's a timeline for us to get going all the way back to 1996. And yeah. obviously, I have no oh, control no. over that. Um, yeah. But if you got to be a player. Maybe you could be, you could be, you could be helpful to the, to the folks over at Apple TV yeah. uh, building out their archives and everything. Yeah. Um, We've talked a lot about beer. Um, yeah. What's changing or different at the tailgate? I know you mentioned that there's some well, options that are changing in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, so Blue Spruce is our guy uh, for tailgate beer. Uh, they're going to bring some seltzer out. I know that uh, uh, we're going to have, and read between the lines on this, uh, we're going to have some uh, Dale's Lager and True Basin Seltzer will be out there too. Um, and uh, we got a collab uh, with one of the bigger breweries in, in town, uh, we're working on a collab with Blue Spruce and uh, another brewery that has blue in the name. Okay. And it's not Pabst. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, Dave, Dave, we spoke a lot about. I think there's a lot that C38 tries to do. There, there's yeah. a lot that's going to happen that's going to make it more clear. Soccer game, Colorado. I don't know if you want to re- want to reveal what you told me off recording as well. What might be available to fans in stadium in that regard, from a beer standpoint, in Colorado. <laughs> the man may start with letter C. Uh. And rhyme with howler. Oh yeah, God, uh, yeah. So we're we're really working. We're trying to get some stuff through the gate. Uh, this was actually the brewers' um, idea. Is is hopefully we can get some. Uh, we're, we got to get it through a, a couple legal hoops. But the idea of having um, custom C thirty eight design cans uh, to take home. Mm-hmm. And in Colorado, we call those crawlers because. You know, one of the things is we've always argued about and, and, you know, I've had, we've had conversations with and, and Wayne Grant over at the front office gets it is, you know, two things you want to feel when you walk into Dick's Sporting Goods Park. One of two things and hopefully both. A, you're in Colorado because that's what we're all about as a supporters group, as a, as a football team, um, as a fan base. We are all here by choice. This is a destination state. And a, or, or we stayed by choice for those that actually were from here originally. Um, the other thing is is knowing you're in a soccer soccer stadium, and and that ultimately everything we've we've worked on with them and all the ideas that the Rapids brought brought to the table, the, the ideas we brought to brought to them, are really focused on those two elements. And so if you're going to have a brewery in the stadium, crowlers are like, what's the first thing you see when you go into any local brewery? They have mm-hmm. crowler machines. Um, you know, that might not be day one. That might be, it's going to be, you know, some of this stuff's going to be a bit of a low burn, a slow burn. Um, but I know that's something we were t- talking about uh, as, as a hope. And um, if it doesn't happen, it won't be because of a fault of the new beer sponsor. It won't be the fault of C38. And it won't be the fault of, of the rapid front office. It will literally be a fault of just <coughs> red tape that comes with legalities. Mm-hmm. So... In the actual, uh, in the actual 117 plus 118 as well, uh, Juan's working on some new stuff as well. Yeah. From song standpoint, and then also what's going on, flags, tifo, etc. Yeah. So a couple other things. God, I'm really glad you have a list because I'm, <laughs> I'm working blind here. I just have a can of beer in front of me. Uh, delicious stag beer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So, um, you know, what we're trying to do is is make our chance more accessible for the fan base and as a whole. So what the Rapids are doing is we're working with them as we, we did a really trimmed down uh, song sheet. Uh, look on the back of your seats when you get to the stadium. It may not be the first match, but it should be by the second match. There will be a QR code that will take you right to that song sheet. So people in the stadium can, can understand the lyrics of some of our more straightforward, easier to understand songs uh, to sing along if they'd like. Um, we're also going to time some stuff a little bit better. Um, obviously we want to do something in the 38th minute because that's, that's, that's the 38th minute just makes sense. Uh, 38th state. Uh, we might be looking at the 76th minute also. 76th minute would be the money minute. Uh, there's been a lot of science that the Rapids have put out there, uh, from a sports science standpoint that once you play it out to, once you hit that 70th minute, that's when the away team's going to wall. Well, 76th minute, 1876 yep. is our year of incorporation as a state. So, some, some organic moments in time there. Um, and again, the sing along with the team after the game uh, is, is another thing we're going to do. And I know our capos, I mean, they work so hard. And, and for those, you know, there's a few people out there that have criticized these guys from afar that aren't even part of the group. 
and I, and I get it. We're not for everybody, and I don't expect that uh, by any means. I don't expect it to be a full kumbaya moment. But these guys sacrifice watching the game as fans to help engage other fans to better enjoy the game. I mean, they are sacrificing it, and they get stuff out of it. I mean, they're not doing it without any sort of return of investment of, of, of their of their time. I mean, I, they enjoy it. Um, but we are going to try and, and tighten that up a little bit. Um, not so much for our core supporters that have been with us since the beginning or, or over the years. It's for all the new folks that are coming into the South Terrace and, and all, all of our neighbors over in 116 and now 119 and 115 and 120 and even, even over, you know, even over off on the east and west side. Um, you know, our hope is through all of this is to really just help engage the fan base as a whole and give them the opportunity to better understand who we are and how to participate. Because there's a lot of mysteries behind the supporters group. I think, um, you know, it, some of them, are, some of them are, are not invalid, but, but a lot of them are just ridiculous. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not ultras. We're not antisocial, like, don't come and visit us. Uh, it's, it's a pretty welcoming group. I know not everybody's had a perfect experience. I mean, that's the nature of when you have 800 people get together in a parking lot and there's, you know, food and drink and everything else going on. But, um, the reality is, is, is if, if you didn't like it the first time, try it a second time. It, it will click at some point. And, and ultimately, it may not be fully for you, but we want to give everybody the opportunity to be able to engage it better. And, and, a, and a big part of that is, it's not just before the game and after the game. And really the brass tacks is how do we engage each other as as fans of the same team during that 90 minutes to help support those boys uh, repping the badge and putting in the fight for us. Mm-hmm. And and a big part of that is, is the work that Juan's doing, um, you know, with, with – uh, with getting those, you know, sort of redacted song sheets out and get a little bit more organized in the capital stand and keep them a little bit more simple and also cleaning up uh, some of the chants that we have and getting some new stuff in there. You know, we need to get a little bit more player specific, probably need to cut back on the, on the chants that are C38 chants about C38 and make it more about the team, more about the players, make the, make the chants more timely. You know, if we're going to do a Salt Lake chant, maybe do it when we're actually playing Salt Lake, uh, just things like that. But it's also it's not an easy job getting up there and trying to like you're herding cats. Yeah, exactly. It literally this is I mean as you're surrounded by cats, <laughs> actual cats. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so really looking forward to that. And Juan's one of the people that's been putting in some real shifts uh, this off season. You know what I respect about his article that you guys posted, even though I don't fully agree with everything he said in there. And even with the, you know some of the some of the angst that the front office felt by reading it, um, and they're allowed to feel angst. You're allowed to be upset when you get criticized. But the thing is, they were responsive. Yeah. Um, and and that's all you can ask for. But at the end of the day, he's not just poking the bear and running away and hiding on mom's front porch. He's poking the bear and working his ass off to help affect the change that he wanted to see the Rapids also put the same effort in. And the nice thing is is everybody's putting that effort in uh, on all sides and really, we're really getting a lot of stuff done. Mm -hmm. I should point out to your point, Dave, about maybe someone goes to the tailgate, walks around, doesn't immediately get like a full welcoming and everything. I feel like I've seen it firsthand. Find Dave, talk to him for five minutes and everything, and eventually he will help you find somebody else. And worst case scenario, listeners, I will probably be at the tailgate right there on the, the fourth, whatever that Saturday is against Kansas City. So you can yeah. come talk to me as well. Well, the other thing is, is I am bringing back the Bishop. Uh, I wore it once to a tailgate. That's when we won the West. 
I didn't wear it to the playoff game. Sorry, people. It is absolutely 100% my fault we didn't beat Portland. Uh, that will, the, 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 the Burgundy Bishop will be, and anybody that gets the reference Pope of Commerce City, definitely come see me because I want to high five you because that's a deep cut from the early 80s. Um, but I will be the ta- the six and a half foot tall guy wearing a burgundy miter. I shouldn't be hard <laughs> to find. I'm also the idiot that jumps up on top of a keg and yells at the crowd, you know, to thank all of our volunteers for all their hard work and, and sort of give a bit of a toast. So, yeah, I mean, we are one of the things I'm most proud of with C38 is the diversity and the community we've built. There is somebody in this group that you will get along with. Yes. There is, it is impossible for that not to happen. Um, we have a full spectrum of people that have different political beliefs, religious beliefs, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different sexual orientations, uh, different heights. As, <laughs> as, as I'm six and a half feet tall, and I'll just say Matt's not. Yes. <laughs> um, different, different, you know, countries that people are from. Uh, different states, different regions of the country. There is not a box that you can't check that this group doesn't represent to somehow in, in, in some capacity. And the reason that Matt's telling you to come talk to me is I, I also know where all the bodies are. So, um, I'd love to introduce you to some folks that, that you'd have something in common with and, and, and really help you enjoy, um, you know, test driving what it's like to come out and enjoy a C38 match day. And, you know, the buses that we do from downtown, those are not just for members. Those are open to you, um, to, to any fan to come and join. I assure you, you will have a good time. And if you don't, I'll send you some tickets to go to, uh, to go to a game in Salt Lake and you can just enjoy supporting RSL. <laughs> Cause those are the only unfun things. No, you, you'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I should point out, like, you know, to your point, Dave, like I've never felt, um, even when I haven't connected with somebody, the tail, the, the tailgate is, by C38 for the Rapids community. I've yes. used that term a whole lot as well. Yeah. And my what I define that is is do you care about Colorado? Do you care about soccer in Colorado? Not specifically yeah. Rapids specific. And I feel like C38 is has gotten better in terms of that. Yeah, that's always been a fight. It's always been a challenge. Um, but yeah, we are not a closed off group. Uh, all we ask is if you're going to come out and, and join us for a day, just just make a modest donation uh, to help us pay for everything. The other thing is we are a hundred percent donation and volunteer run. Like we don't have, we don't have like corporate sponsorship. The Rapids don't subsidize it. Um, you know, and, and we don't, you know, our people aren't paid. They're sacrificing hours of their day, hours of their week to make this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that came out, like for example, for those that came out for the, the Thanksgiving tailgate, which is the most amazing, crazy thing we ever did. Uh, we fed 1500 people. That was a hundred percent volunteer, a hundred percent, a hundred percent donation driven. And how and, many turkeys that day? Oh, I did eight turkeys and like six hams. Mike Rowe did six hams. I think Justin did a handful of hams, and then I think I think we had like twenty or thirty turkeys total. Um, luckily, we we found some that were smoked, so you, you, they were already cooked. You just had to bring them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had thirty trays of food in my house. Uh, green bean cash. We did all the fixings and the trimmings. It may or may not have been warm by the time you ate it, but it was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we hit just the gravy. I mean, that was one of the biggest challenges we've taken on from a tailgate standpoint. And it was so much fun to be involved in, but God dang, it was a lot of work. Yeah. But you, but that's the thing is you do it for love of your fellow Rapids fan, not just C38 member, 
but also just the, the love of this team. And there's just ways you can express it that are differently. And that's at the end of the day, trying to explain this culture to a non-soccer fan or a soccer fan that doesn't know that this culture exists or is intimidated by this culture. It's really hard to do until you get your feet in the water. Yeah. Um, it really is hard to, to, to do otherwise. So um, also like, right. I mean, we got so much going on at the tailgate this year uh, with the live music and everything else. Even if you don't meet somebody that you want to chat with, the music's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a whole spectrum. We got everything from all country up to a band that sounds just like Motorhead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's good. I'm just looking so forward to it. It won't be redundant. Mm-hmm. I know we've got a hard stop, Dave. You and I have other places to be, but um, first of all, we've got Leagues Cup. I know we've been waiting on that Rapids Open Cup run that's eventually happening. Yeah. Someone buys season tickets with C38. What are they getting? How many games? What are they not? Well, right now, uh, built into that are, are, are two home games. Um, just because of the... the <sighs> It went a little sideways, and this is on the league a little bit. Um, is it we we had to build out our ticket pricing based on what we thought was going to happen? It was supposed to be two guaranteed home games, but they switched it up a little bit. The, the so, seventeen regular season plus two more plus folks. two, so it's really seventeen plus one. So there's another ticket that people have paid for uh, for once we get out of group play and we host another home game. If that doesn't happen, we'll accommodate that. Uh, is a is a credit for next year, or we'll just we'll just take that and bring prices down. We'll we'll make it right. Okay. Um, you know, maybe just like hey, just take a scarf or something along those lines. Um, and then as far as U.S. Open Cup, it's it's usually a nominal, if anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been times in the past where the Rapids just sort of give us tickets to give people. Sometimes it's it's a whopping five bucks. Uh, but we'll accommodate that. It, it, you know, um, so yeah, and. and I mean, I think this team is built with such depth that the midfield specifically, I'm a huge fan of midfield depth to really actually make an attempt, uh, to get, to get through some of these, uh, some of these, uh, cup runs. And, mm-hmm. and that'd be great. Like, hey, why not? Let's yeah. get the triple. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're, you're one. Oh, no, I guess it'd be the quad now because you got the, the supporters, the supporter shield, uh, open MLS cup, cup, leagues open cup, cup, and MLS cup. Yeah. So let's just run it all. All, all right. right. Rapids quadruple has been predicted by the Burgundy Bishop here. I mean, well, last time I made a prediction, it was Jonathan Lewis to score two goals to beat LA and win the West, and it actually came through. And I don't know how the hell that happened. And it was right in front of his parents too, so <laughs> so that was that was something that I'm glad I got that one right. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie and say that. I mean, the reason I I, I uh, the reason I picked Johnny Lewis to score two is because I knew his parents were right in front of me. So, um, anyways, but. Uh, Anyways, but looking forward to a great 2023. Please come out, give it a try, take take us for a spin, and enjoy the day out. Last one, Dave. How can people get involved? Uh, easy. Just email c38 at c38sg.com. We're always looking for help on all aspects of what we do. We are a supporters group, but we all we have the whole spectrum of any normal business. You know, we've got we got to file taxes. We got to run. You know, uh, uh, we have to run uh, balanced books uh, and do accounting. Uh, merchandise design, merchandise ordering. Um, really, everybody out there has a skill set that could benefit this group, even if you don't think it could. Or if you just want to come out and help Dev flip hot dogs, he is the hot dog king of Commerce City. Uh, that would be great, helping the cleanup crew. But it, but if nothing else, just come out and enjoy a day with us. Yeah. Dave, this is fun. So excited to see you for the home opener. And obviously, you know, hopefully the Rapids do good stuff and Fulham's able to stay up. Well, they're full of zap. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man.